Hello and welcome to the Three Wall Podcast. This is your host Danny Ryan. Today I have Bruce Harple here with me. He is the, and I've got a frog in my throat, he is the <laughs> VP of Delivery for Three Wheel. Welcome. Hey, Danny, good morning. Gl- glad to be here. <clears throat> excellent, excellent. And um, this, we, what we wanted to talk about today was customer expectation management. Um, and this can go, I think, in a lot of, it's probably mainly process focus, but I think can... Uh, really also focus in on some of the soft areas with regards to, uh, to expectation management. Uh, I guess just sort of get us kicked off with the subject. Yeah, so you know, for me, kind of customer expectation management yeah, in, in a service business is, is critical, right? That uh, you know, it's critical that we successfully deliver to our customers and that we, we meet and exceed their expectations. So yeah, I kind of think about the, the tools that we use to kind of help do that. And there's, there's really kind of five areas I wanted to talk about today. You know, one is, and we've talked about this before, Danny, in a previous mm-hmm. podcast, and we'll kind of summarize it, but just really, you know, how do we leverage the agile scrum process and really kind of setting and managing customer expectations, especially around scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to talk about risk management and, and what we do there. Um, and then talk about kind of our, our weekly status reporting and kind of how that's evolved into a more effective way to, to kind of communicate risks, to communicate status to customers. Great. And then something we've started to do more recently is these bi-weekly leadership status meetings where we try to get up a level in the organization and really just talk about, you know, the RAG status and where a project's at and what we can do to you know, better collaborate together and, you know, uh, remove any impediments and risks that might be there. And then just really, you know, at the end of the day, and this gets into more of the softer skills, but really just... You know, we have to adjust the way we deliver to our customers to kind of better fit that customer. I'll call it personality. Uh huh. Right. So every customer is different, and the way you engage with them, and the way they like for their their partners to engage, is different. And you really have to learn and understand those personalities, and uh, you know, uh, adjust and adapt your delivery process to that customer. So those are kind of the areas I wanted to, uh, to drill into today. That's great. So let's let's jump right into the to the first area. Yeah, so the first area, just talking about how we leverage Agile Scrum, and, and this is, you know, we've covered this a bit in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and we're obviously an Agile uh, you know, Scrum shop, and the, the key thing that Agile Scrum really helps us do is, is to really, you know, drives out the scope for a project. So during a sales cycle, you know, we build a product backlog, mm-hmm. a product backlog, you know, contains a, a number of user stories. A user story is just a, a definition of a, of a customer requirement. And uh, those user stories in the sales cycle are prioritized and, and they're sized. They're sized using a technique called story pointing, which mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about that in the past. And, and those, those user stories and, that, uh, and the story points assigned to them, that really, and that prioritization, that sets the scope for the project. So when we write an SOW, you know, we reference that product backlog. We reference all the user stories that were identified as must-have and the size of those user stories. So if all those user stories total up to 50 story points worth of effort, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's our scope, right? And, and, and that's kind of our baseline. So you're really, you're really um, from the get-go, starting to set expectation around this is what you're going to get. Yeah, not only this is what you're going to get, but you know, this is how long it's going to take us to do it, right? Uh-huh. Here's how many sprints it's going to take to do it. So here's your schedule. Uh-huh. And then you know, obviously we take those story points and convert those into hours and dollars. 
you know, which sets the budget. But those story points, you know, that really, you know, drives that scope and, and sets that expectation along with those user stories. And I like that you're 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 also from the get go, you're prioritizing as well. So you you sort of know what do we what what's important to the customer, sort of getting that up front so we can focus in on those first. Yeah, it's that concept of, uh, you know, in the product world of kind of identifying that uh, minimal viable product, uh-huh. that MVP solution. So what's the, the minimum requirements that have to be implemented, you know, for this solution to really, you know, meet the needs of the customer's business or to solve the business problem they brought us in to help solve. And then how does, I know when we talked previously, we talked about like, a, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead here, but like acceptance criteria, how does that feed into this? I mean, acceptance criteria is, is, is a key part of that. So for every user story, you know, we do identify what's the acceptance criteria for that user story. So, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that the customer is going to look at to you know, indicate that, yes, I accept that this, this, uh, this requirement has been successfully implemented. So mm-hmm. that, that's a key piece of, you know, setting those expectations up front. Mm-hmm. Great. So uh, sort of how we run projects really is focused around... Um, uh, expectation management really is important to us. Yeah, and then, you know, to kind of follow on that, so uh, during every sprint review, right, so throughout a sprint, you know, we always uncover new requirements, uh-huh. which is a new user story, which means new story points. And so part of the sprint review and sprint planning process, you know, we kind of go through all the new requirements, all the new user stories with the customers. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe there's five story points worth of new requirements that have been identified. So we, we sit down with the customer, we say, you know, these new requirements have been identified, you know, five story points worth of work. You know, how do these rank in importance to the other user stories, you know, that have already been prioritized and included in scope? And if these are more important mm-hmm. and you want to bring those into scope, you know, they have to make a decision. Are there five other story points I can now take out of scope? because they're less important than these new requirements. Or, you know, they can optionally, uh, you know, sign a change order, right, and increase scope. Okay. Which, you know, in turn increases budget and could impact schedule. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great process, and we're doing it as we go. So it, it's con- you're continuously looking at that scope, continually, you know, managing that scope, but also giving the customer you know, the tools and information for them to make, you know, the decisions that are right for their business. So you're giving them the flexibility to switch out different items that are of the same size. Um, but then also, if you're running into something where they really need to have something that's larger, that, you know, hey, we're, this, we're talking, this is apples to oranges, this is more scope or less scope, whichever one we might be talking about, but really trying to make sure that, you um, you're not staying inflexible as a project, as, as needs change, as priorities change, that we're allowing for that to occur on projects. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's our job to you know, do the best job we can at educating a customer on you know, the changes we've uncovered, you know, what that means uh-huh. you know, in the way of you know, a scope, cost, duration, and, and let them make the decisions you know, that are best for their business. Nice. So what's, are we into item two yet? Yeah, why don't we jump into uh, the next item is okay. is risk management, okay. right? And in the consulting world, you know, everybody understands the importance of, of risk management. And it, it is critical to, you know, I think the key thing here is it's it's real easy at the start of a project to identify, you know, here's the risk we see with the project. And, you know, we have a lot of kind of standard risks that we kind of, you know, call out to customers. But, 
you know, the important piece is, you know, kind of as part of that, that two-week sprint cycle, mm-hmm. you know, to continuously be looking at risks and, and assessing those risks and, and raising those up to the customer. And, you know, we kind of, yeah, I kind of categorize risks into two categories, right? At a very high level, you know, we kind of either look at technical risks mm-hmm. or business risks. Okay. Right? And, and so for technical risks, right, the way we like to mitigate those risks, so technical risk tends to be, you know, there's either some level of technical complexity, you know, to implement a requirement, uh, or, you know, there's some level of technical uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? You know, maybe it's something we've not done before. Or it's some new technology in the customer's environment, so there's some risk associated with that. So, you know, most of the time when there's technical risks, you know, what we tend to do is include user stories. Uh, we call them proof of concepts, like a technical proof of concept, you know, to really eliminate that risk. Mm-hmm. So really, if there's complexity, you know, maybe there are three different ways we can implement a user story with different levels of complexity, different levels of cost, different levels of effort. And we kind of mock that up in a proof of concept mm-hmm. and then share that with the customer. And really, again, it's all about giving them information to make the decisions that make the most sense for them. This this sounds a lot like a spike. Is that what we're talking about yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. It, it's yep. a spike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with, with business risk, you know, those tend to be focused around, you know, solution adoption. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you have a passive customer. You know, there are customers that just don't engage yeah. with us as much as we'd like them to, to engage. And, and and that's a risk, right? Because we want their feedback. And as you know, with Agile, we want them involved every two weeks in our sprint reviews. Mm-hmm. We want them kind of replanning with us. So, you know, it, it could be organizational churn, right? Yeah. Organizations change. There's mergers that takes place and acquisitions. Um, you know, business processes change. So, you know, for the, the business risks, I think you know we, we tend to really focus on very specific mitigation plans. Each mm-hmm. each of those risks tend to be different, and they're they're not as you know with a technical risk you can you can do a spike, you can do a proof of concept. There's some things you can do to mitigate those risks. Mm-hmm. You know with the business risks, you know it, it it each one is unique, and I think you do have to have a mitigation plan to address each of those risks. So, uh, but it's important, and I think a lot of times it's easy to not think about risk on an ongoing basis. And uh, you know, we try to be proactive in that and, and try to stay on top of that that risk management. Because that is, it all relates to, am I gonna successfully deliver yep. this solution at the end? And this is, is there is this a SharePoint list that's up on the extranet or how, how do we communicate what uh, the risks are to customers? How's that typically done? You know, really, uh, Two ways. I mean, it, it is on our project extranet site, okay. which is kind of the collaboration sites we establish, you know, to collaborate with our customers. We're very transparent, so you know, we let you know our customers see everything associated with the project. And then it's also what we call it out in our weekly status reports. Okay. Which actually leads to the to number the next three. item, number three. Let's there go you to go. Number three, excellent. Great lead in. <laughs> yeah. So the the third way of, of kind of helping us expectations with customers is through weekly status reporting and you know, any consulting firm does that. And I think, you know, when I think about weekly staff reporting, kind of the, the old model, right, that mm-hmm. we used, and even the old model for three-wheel is, you know, we, we, we kind of did a brain dump on, man, here's everything we've accomplished in this past week. Here's our plans for this week. And it, it was just, they were lengthy. And, you know, in today's world, you know, executives and, and leaders, you know, time is, is precious yeah. to them. 
and you know they don't have time to read a lengthy status report. And we've we've gone to a a model of what we call just kind of really highlighting the, we call it the rag status. It's red, amber, green, right? So and, and we look at at five key metrics for a project, which you know it's it's scope, schedule, budget, customer dependencies, and external dependencies. Mm-hmm. And really, for an executive, you know, our, our goal is that, you know, when they look at a status report, it's colored. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for anything that's yellow or red. If they get a status report, it's all green. You know, they might not even read any further. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're done, right? Yes, yes. Um, you know, because I mean, I've had customers tell me, you know, I don't even read your status reports. You know, there's just too much detail. And, uh-huh. and, and now we've kind of moved to just this very concise you know, rag status type of reporting, it's, it's much more effective for them. They appreciate that and uh, it, it saves them time. And, you know, if there's something amber or red, I do get email from customers saying, you know, what can I do, you know, to help that, that issue. So that's interesting. So earlier, you, this came from like a project retrospective where people were saying you're, they're, they're I, and I, it's funny, I'm thinking of a quote that I saw recently, which, which was uh, something to the extent of, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. <laughs> uh, basically, sometimes it's m- more difficult to sort of condense the message of what you're trying to give to somebody. So this, but you were saying this, this is this came out of a, a retrospective, maybe where people were saying, I, I just didn't have the time to get through the status report. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we do project retrospectives at the end of our projects, and you know that is the kind of feedback that we get, you know, from customers you know, in, in the way of kind of just being more precise and more crisp in our communications and just looking to save them time. Awesome. Awesome. Are we on to four yet? Or are we done yeah. with three? No, I think we're, we're done with three. And, and three kind of feeds into, into four. Yeah. In that something that we've, you know, recently started doing, you know, and I said recently being over maybe the past uh, year to 18 months is, you know, scheduling what we call a, a biweekly, you know, leadership status meeting. And, and the intent is to, on a biweekly basis, kind of move up a level in the organization, right? Okay. To an executive level above the, the people you're working with as product owners and maybe sponsors. Mm-hmm. And, and really taking that RAG status, right, that's in the status report, and, and really reviewing that at an executive level, right? So that you're making sure that, that that visibility into, especially anything that's amber or red, that you're making sure that that visibility is getting you know pushed up into an organization, and the other thing we do is we, we call up you know, any new risks, mm-hmm. and we talk about that. Uh, we talk about any critical impediments the team might have and how we can collaborate together as a leadership team, right, to solve those impediments. And, and we also share observations, right? So you know, a, a lot of times, you know, there could be three-wheel consultants that aren't meeting a customer's expectation for some reason, mm-hmm. and, and we want to know that. Yep. You know, we want to know that sooner rather than later. Uh, in some cases, the same thing applies on the customer side. There might be somebody on the customer side who's not, you know, doing the things that we need for them to do, you know, to keep mm-hmm. the project moving forward. So we want to have a, a transparent and very open and honest conversation with our customers around those kind of things, mm-hmm. right? So if there's things that we can do better or they can do better, right, to make us more effective as a team, you know, as a collaborative team, you know, we want to be able to call those things out in a, a non threatening way, in a way that we can all work together and get better at what we do. So, um, you know, it's just another great way of, you know, getting executives 
you know, visibility into what's going on. But again, trying to do it in a way that's it's a 30 minute conversation. It's really focused on the key things that require discussion, that require some decision making, mm-hmm. and, and really just collaborating, you know, with that customer. It's funny before this conversation, I don't know if I'd heard the term rag very much. <laughs> so it's red, amber, green. So folks who are wondering what's rag status, uh, what, what does that mean? So it's basically a stoplight. Yeah, it's a stoplight yeah. metaphor. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Excellent. So this is wonderful. So this, I, I think. Raising it up a level too, also make sure you have sort of exec- the executive sponsorship of this isn't going to be sideswiped later, later on and find out, oh, well, we had this problem and, uh, you know, everybody has concerns sometimes about raising things up, but it's important, I guess, every other week. Is this done at the end of the sprint or is there, what's sort of, since we have two week sprints typically, is it, is it something that's done at, at a certain time during the sprint? You know, we we don't tie it to the, the sprints at all. Okay. You know, it, it really is tied more to you know, availability of that executive team <laughs> uh, more than anything else because uh-huh. we all know they're they're busy. <laughs> right. Um, and and they are more than than happy to engage. Yeah. Uh, and, and they you know, most executives you know want to solve problems. You know, mm-hmm. if there are issues uh, that the team is having and if there's issues that you know, over things they control. They, they want to know, right? And they want to know how they can help. And they're, they're more than happy and, and anxious to help, you know, remove any barriers, remove any impediments that the team might have. So, um, you know, we found them really valuable in just kind of keeping those expectations set, making mm-hmm. sure that we're collectively, you know, mitigating risks, you know, solving and removing impediments and, and making sure that things are on track. Excellent. And we're to number five. Number yeah, five is. Number five. You know, this is... You know, kind of, you know, I talk about kind of the, the personality of a customer, right? So every customer is different. Every customer is unique. Um, you know, the way they in, engage with their partners is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, examples might be, you know, does the customer want you on-site? Do they prefer remote? You know, are they more responsive to email or telephone calls? Mm-hmm. You know, meeting times and durations. Are they detail-oriented or are they just give me the big picture? You know, give me the net net of what I need to know and, and the decisions I need to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is their decision-making model? So, you know, it, it's important for us, you know, as we go through a project, you know, to learn more about that customer, about their personality, about the way they engage, uh, about what they like, what they don't like, uh, and how they respond to us. And really adapting you know, our process, adapting the way we report to them, adapting the way we communicate with them. Um, you know, and a big part of this is, is uh, something that I talk about with our, our principal consultants and our scrum masters. It's uh, what I call situational awareness, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I, I kind of captured the definition of situational awareness. It's, it's kind of a, a military term or an av- aviation term, but it applies to business, right? And your interaction with customers. It has kind of three pieces, right? It's 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 kind of the first one by definition is perception of the elements, you know, in the environment kind of within a space. So it's kind of perception of that customer's environment. It's perception of the way they engage in that environment. It's perception of the body language that you see with that customer, with the tonation with that customer, you know. And then there's kind of comprehending that meaning. That's kind of part two. So really understanding. You know, what is that message yep. you know, that the customer is sending to me, either directly or indirectly? And then the, the third part of it is, you know, you know, projection of the status of that situation in the future. So truly understanding, you know, how do I need to adjust right to that situation? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's really just, 
kind of shifting expectations and making sure you're aware of the situations, the events, you know, the dynamics that change throughout a project and change within that customer's business and, and really making sure you're really aware of that. It's kind of having radar and, and being sensitive to that and being able to adapt to that. And that's, you know, that's a, a skill that is learned and developed yeah. right over time. And it's something that we talk a lot about, yep. you know, and it's, it's probably something you, you end up having to coach individu- individuals on as well is maybe after a meeting, talk through what, what happened in that meeting and trying to, you know, make sense of it. Cause there, there we are a, um, uh, you know, Tommy and I are engineers, and typically engineers are a little oblivious to sometimes <laughs> some the, what else is going on in the room. They're very focused in on what's the problem and how to solve the problem. And so sometimes some of the soft dynamics of working with teams, with individuals, uh, sometimes are missed. So that's uh, I really love that you're focusing in on this. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I mean, you know, the, the consultants at 3 they, they all are... are consultants that want to please their customers. They want to make the customers happy. And, um, you know, a big part of that is, you know, making sure that the leadership here at Three Well, the people, you know, engaging with the customer and setting expectations that we're really, you know, continuously, you know, managing those expectations. Because at the end of the day, you know, we want our customers to be happy. We want to make sure mm-hmm. we solve the problem, the pain that they have, yep. and, uh, and, and that their lives get better yep. know, at the end of the day. Well, Bruce, we are so fortunate to have you here at Three Will because you do such a great job with, with managing expectations with customers and just they come out of projects uh, thrilled and we just hear so many good things and it makes it so much easier on, on Tommy, on me, on everybody at Three Will. So thank you for having such a great focus in on this, this vitally important thing to us. We, uh, if, we're, if our customers are not happy, we're going out of business and going out quickly. A- absolutely. And uh, it, it's, it's a huge reason why we've been in business for so long. It's a huge reason why so many people like to come back and work with us uh, time and time again for different projects that come up. So thank you so much, Bruce. You bet. I've enjoyed it. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time to do this as well. And uh, I hope uh, everybody got something out of this. And uh, especially if you're in the situation either where you're working with vendors or you're a consultant yourself and trying to work through how do you manage customer expectations, uh, this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Three Will Podcast. Please drop by our website, threewill.com, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.